This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Major League Baseball is here to stay right here. This project is a home run and means so much more to us than sports. 40 years that we have been waiting for promises that were made. Well, we're waiting no longer. This is what the community was promised, and this is what we will accomplish. This is what progress looks like, and our Rays are here to stay. Welcome to our new podcast series, Here to Stay, and our latest segment highlights the efforts to originally bring the Rays here and their importance in Tampa Bay history. I'm your host, Neil Solons. Tim Nickens covered Tampa Bay politics for several decades for the now Tampa Bay Times. That includes the original plans to build Tropicana Field in the 1980s. The former journalist is a current communications consultant for clients including the Tampa Bay Rays, and I first asked him what he remembered about the early years and what led the Tampa Bay community to pursue a team so adamantly. Well, as you know, it's been a struggle for more than four decades to first uh, get a team and build a stadium and now uh, keep the team and build a new stadium. So I got to St. Petersburg in 1983 uh, to go to work for the then St. Petersburg Times. And by then, there already were some efforts by the community to start thinking about how we could get a Major League Baseball team because the city obviously had a long history with spring training. And there was a lot of interest in trying to get a major league sports franchise, baseball franchise, because you got to remember at that time there, there wasn't a, a major league baseball team in Florida at all. Uh, so when I arrived in uh, 83, you know, the site of the TROP was already vacant and the uh, buildings and homes and businesses that had been there had already been torn down. And the residents had been promised uh, some economic redevelopment and new jobs and some light industry uh, since the late 70s. But that really hadn't happened. It was still barren. I can remember seeing the street grid down there and a couple of the round uh, cylinder tanks when I got here in 83. And that was it. Um, So there was ongoing talks then. And then it really uh came to fruition there in the uh, early and uh, mid eighties when they started seriously talking about a building a stadium on that site. And with the fact that, you know, the early efforts didn't pan out, um, why was the initiative, you know, why did they stick with it in your mind after the first few attempts? Because you can understand if they said, okay, this isn't just going to happen. Well, St. Petersburg was a vastly different place in 1983 and 1984 than it is right now. I mean, they started to really move toward the critical vote by the St. Petersburg City Council to build the dome in 1986. And at that time, the landscape was just completely different. I mean, the historic Vinoy 
hotel that's along the waterfront was closed and surrounded by a fence. Uh, the only other major uh, downtown hotel, uh, now the Hilton, also closed. There were no condo towers along Beach Drive. The only, there was one condo tower, Bayfront Tower, built in the 1970s. There weren't that many places even to uh, eat lunch uh, when you're working at the Times downtown. So there was a certain amount of desperation because the city was in a period of, of incredible stagnation. And building a, a, a baseball uh, stadium and getting a team was seen as a way to jumpstart and rejuvenate the entire city. Do you kind of recall a feeling at that time just about how it was with each passing effort? Was there more enthusiasm, hope, or or how was it as, as you went through process by process? Well, in 1986, again, as they headed toward that St. Petersburg City Council vote, this had been building for a couple of years because the county had already gotten some bonding in place in case uh, a stadium was built. And so that there were a couple of years where literally at the end of the year, close to New Year's Eve, those bonds and that financing uh, had to be renewed. So there were already some, you know, milestones uh, going into 1986. And then the, the city council uh, was going to vote that summer. And so I was the young uh, city hall reporter then at the St. Petersburg Times that was covering all that. And, and it was it was quite exciting because there was a lot of momentum in the community that we needed to do something. And there was also a development plan that people were talking that might go along with it. And so this, the Chamber of Commerce was actively involved. Bus other business leaders were actively involved. There were there was folks that and a group that was for potential owners. And it wasn't really clear until right up till the end that the votes were there to build the stadium. So I can remember on a couple of hot uh, July uh, days there where the city had a public hearing at the now demolished uh, Bayfront Center uh, auditorium on, on the uh, bay the night before the key vote by the city council and there were more than uh, 2,000 people there and there were people on both sides but the supporters out outnumbered the opponents by about four to one I think I reported at the time and that was a key uh, element in nailing down the votes of two council members that were sort of on this on the fence so the next afternoon, uh, the city hall chambers were packed and the St. Petersburg City Council voted six to three to build a dome. And that was that has to be one of the most important key votes in city history. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And then years later, obviously, a team is awarded. And can you recall just as a, as on a personal level what it was like when you finally saw the the ballpark being used for baseball in 1998 for the first time? Well, you almost had to pinch yourself because people that had lived here a long time by then, you know, you'd almost been through 15 or 20 years of heartache. And before we nailed down the expansion franchise in 1995, you have to remember that was about the seventh attempt uh, to get a major league team uh, in the Tampa Bay area. I mean, we really had run through uh, Oakland and Seattle and Texas and Minnesota and Namoli had bought uh, uh, interested or had made an offer to buy the San Francisco Giants and move them here. And the NL owners had rejected that. So we had been through a, a lot as a community uh, before the Rays actually started play in 1998. And I can remember being there at that first game and we were just looking at each other. This, the, the trot was completely full and the excitement was just uh, uh unbelievable to feel like we finally made it uh, into the major leagues. You fast forward to the the current ownership uh, in the, you know, the first decade, let's say of this century. Um, tell me how the new ballpark conversations first came back up and what were some of the challenges with maybe the various solutions proposed throughout those years? Well, we've been through a lot in, in these, in these years. Uh, you know, Stu Sternberg uh, took control of the team, I believe, in 2005. And so by 2007, uh, uh, this ownership group then had proposed their first uh, uh, new stadium uh, plan, which was uh, at the site of Alang Stadium on the downtown waterfront. And that was intriguing because that was going to be open air and it was going to be and it was very uh, compact. Um, and there was a little bit of excitement about it, but it was a little hard to envision exactly how that was going to work because the site is just awfully small. There, there immediately came up with parking concerns and environmental concerns and that sort of stuff. And uh, it didn't really uh, take off like the Rays had envisioned. And, you know, there were some, there were some hard feelings over that uh, in the community, both the, both in city hall, outside city hall and with the Rays. Uh, because they thought, you know, that it, it was an attractive, uh, innovative plan. Uh, then we uh, we uh, fast forward, and uh, I can remember by then I'm uh, the editorial page editor at the at the Times, and uh, you know we ran a big uh, piece about how time was already starting to run short on trying to figure out a new stadium, and that and that was like in 2010. So that shows how long we've we've been at this. Uh, but as you know, we went through a, a few other uh, uh, false starts. Uh, one, of the, I think one of the other important thing that happened in 2016 was 
uh, Mayor Rick Kreisman and the city council uh, gave permission for the Rays to look in Tampa at Tampa sites uh, for three years. And I think that was an, uh, a really good uh, gesture and key because you had to be able to evaluate the entire region and try to find out where the best place in the ballpark was going to be, right? And as you remember, uh, the Rays proposed a, a, a new stadium uh, close to Ybor City overlooking the, the, the port. Uh, and that, that generated some excitement as well, but that also uh, uh, just failed to take off because it, there never was a clear way uh, to fund it. So we, uh, so we went through that iteration. And then of course, uh, we then went to um, the split plan with Montreal, uh, where the idea where there would be a small intimate uh, outdoor stadium uh, in Ybor and then uh, that the race would play at the beginning of the season, and then they would move in the hot months up to Montreal uh, to another nice compact ballpark. And there was sort of an innovative uh, two-city arrangement. And that uh, also met with somewhat of a mixed response. I mean, they, the Rays did a great job of explaining it, I thought. And went, once you, you listened uh, to the reasoning and uh, how that would work, you thought you could see where that had some potential. Uh, but eventually, uh, of course, uh, just about two years ago now, uh, the uh, baseball commissioner decided, no, you can't, you can't, Major League Baseball said, no, you can't pursue that. So we we're back at the drawing board. And so that leads us to basically uh, uh, where we are today. So in your mind, Tim, why do you think maybe it means so much to keep this team here in the Tampa Bay area? And what do you like about this current solution? Well, I think it's so critical to keep the team here because as we've been talking about, there's an, there's an arc of history here, right? And there is more than a century of commitment to baseball through spring training and other events uh, in this community. And then here in the last, you know, 40, 50 years, we worked so hard to get this major league team and uh, we finally got it. You wouldn't take that kind of risk today that they did back in 1986, right? You wouldn't build a ballpark with no team and fully publicly finance it. And those folks took an enormous leap of faith. And I think we have to remember that trajectory and what this, this uh, region has invested in, in baseball. Uh, the other reason I think it's important is the fact that there aren't that many Major League Baseball franchises. You know, there's a limited number, right? And you lose one, and most every other city that's lost one has tried desperately to get one back, and that does not always happen. Uh, finally, I think, you know, I think you can see that there is a lot of support for Major League Baseball in this community. The, the TV ratings are, are good. Uh, attendances might not be where everyone would like, but it certainly went up in the past year. And now as the Rays talk, we are growing that new generation of fans who now have grown up here and been Rays fans all their life. And I think there's just a sense of community and a sense of continuity here that's just so important to keep the momentum going, both for the city of St. Petersburg and for the entire Tampa Bay region. And Tim, in terms of the plan itself, how do you think this effort maybe is different from previous ones that have taken place? Well, this one has gone through a process, a long process, and it, 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 and this one has been vetted, I, I think, uh, every step of the way. 
you know, the the uh, Mayor Ken Welch came in and started the new uh, process for requests for proposals. The Rays and Hines, their global development partner, uh, put in a proposal. Uh, the mayor selected that proposal to negotiate. And then there were months of negotiations uh, that produced this preliminary agreement uh, with a term sheet of, you know, the rough outline of what the agreement, both to build the stadium and uh, a remarkable development around the stadium property, what that would look like. And so now we're working, you know, they're working out uh, the details and it's being vetted here before some final votes. But I think the difference here is there is uh, more transparency, there's more openness, and it's a very much fully fledged plan that includes both uh, a, a very unique stadium design and a transformational uh, development uh, for that area that will fulfill the promises uh, that were broken earlier for jobs and new opportunities. Well, we, uh, as someone who is covered this really since the beginning. We appreciate your time and your perspective on certainly what is something of major interest to Tampa Bay. Well, great. I appreciate uh, talking about it. It's been a, it's been a long journey to get this far. And uh, I think the entire community is, is eager to see this come to fruition now and to keep the race here for generations to come. Thanks so much to Tim Nickens for joining us on the second of our series, Here to Stay. Next week, our third installment includes a conversation with St. Petersburg Mayor Ken Welsh. Thanks so much for being with us, and we'll talk with you soon.